Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 11th day of March. Thank you for joining me today. It's a Saturday, and I like to tell you about what to expect tomorrow. We have video and audio available for tomorrow's sermon. This was from our February Grace Encounter with our friends in Chapin, South Carolina. We meet there on what typically the fourth Friday of the month is a good chance to give you a schedule change right now, though. We will meet next Friday night. That is the seven, um, the 17th. That's six days from today. We're going to meet on the 17th because I will be in Israel the rest of the month of March, and we will miss the fourth weekend, which is usually when we do the Chapin and the Flowery Branch meetings. So we will meet March the 17th, next Friday night in Chapin, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We will not have our monthly meeting with Flowery Branch. Uh, we meet with them every Tuesday, so we get to meet once a week. Uh, with that in mind, uh, the sermon that is coming to you tomorrow from that February meeting was titled, Repent, Refresh, and Restore. We use the three R's that are in the English translation of Acts chapter 3, where the Apostle Peter is preaching on Solomon's porch, and he the, the man is healed, and Peter then turns to the crowd and preaches the gospel. And the gospel is very is early. You know, we, we don't have much deep theology, New Testament theology yet. So Peter turns and preaches to them three basic words. Repent. That's change your mind about God and who God is. Receive times of refreshing. And then ultimately expect the restoration of all things. So I preach this as an overview of what salvation is. Repentance. You don't just repent, by the way. There's also a a little word in there called convert. You repent. You convert. That sets you up for a refreshing, which you get to participate in. What I loved about this message was I'd felt the Lord steering me the week before we ministered this to to minister how we get to, we are involved in the refreshing because as we listen to the Spirit, we get to see things through new eyes. That's part of our repentance, but the times of refreshing are things that we might even get to refresh individual things in our lives. So I go into some personal stuff in this message about my own journey, how our geographic moves have led to spiritual moves, and those have been things of refreshing. And I go into my own Bible study, prayer time, giving, church attendance, and how those things have had to have seasons and times of refreshing And at the end, we land on the restoration of all things, the time when Jesus will set everything in order. So there's both an an anticipation in this message, and there's also a participation in this message. I think you'll enjoy it. Repent, refresh, and restore. Video available at YouTube, PWM. Video and audio available as well. uh, Well, if it's video, it's going to have audio. Yes, I meant audio only is also available wherever you're listening to this podcast. Mark chapter 5. All I really want to do today is introduce the land of the gatherings because I've been telling you for days that this could have been the source of a lot of fear, anxiety, 
on the part of the disciples. Mark chapter 5, verse 1, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes, depending on the translation you'll see, to the country of the Gadarenes, to the land of Gadara. Gerasa, Gadarene, Gadara, different terminology used depending on the translation or depending on which book is talking about it. Positionally, it's 30 miles southeast of the Sea of Galilee, the actual city or village of Gerasa, but uh, which is how they get their name, Gadara, Gerasa, land of the Gadarenes. Uh, but the village Jesus goes, and we don't know exactly which one. It says he goes into the the country of the Gerasenes. The country of the Gerasenes is a part of Decapolis. And Decapolis was this sort of political association, almost like a confederacy of independent Greek city-states. At the time of Christ, there would have been 10 of them. And the interesting thing about Decapolis is that it populated mostly by dispersed Romans. And so much of the population of any of the villages of Decapolis would have been Greek, which seems to be the case in Mark 5 because Jesus will ultimately cast these demons from the boy into a herd of swine. And if you know anything about Jewish culture, they do not farm swine. They don't eat them. They don't touch them. They don't traffic in them and they don't farm them. So to have a land that had a herd of swine is almost like a narrative hint that the land you're dealing with is a land that is predominantly Gentile, most likely idol-worshipping in one way or the other. That's no shocker. Almost every land in the world of that day would have been that. It's possible that he's in the village of Kersa, uh, somewhere in the Gadarenes, but Kersa is much closer to the sea. In fact, it sits right on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. But it has these stark cliffs and the kind of cave tombs that are associated with this story because Jesus is going to encounter a young man who's been living among the tombs, living in in the area of the dead. What I think is most telling is that if this is Jew, if this is Kersa, and this, and we know it's in Decapolis, and we know there are pigs in the story, then it's most likely Gentile, which means that these Jewish men have probably never been there. And if they had, they haven't done much, and they also went in with an attitude of religious superiority. So for Jesus to take them to Gadara is a whole new world. What are we going to do over here? To go in there and just heal this young man... Well, I can't even imagine what goes through the minds of the disciples, but I think that what we are seeing here is an anticipation of the future mission of the church. Go into all the world. This is as blatant a journey into the Gentile world as we see Jesus take. And the fact that he goes into a place ceremonially unclean from Jewish law, doesn't even observe Jewish law, he eats with the Gadarene demoniac, I mean, you can you know that's questionable. Then completely purifies him. While he's there, he even turns the religious tables over in in a very spiritual sense in that he destroys this herd of swine. There's a lot to dig into, but for today, just think about the mentality of the disciples of going into this Gentile place. That alone is worth our thought process. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.